Hey there, friends. It's Nick. I want to talk about a different way of layering meaning to your story. We talked about callbacks before. You can find those episodes, and they're really powerful. But but this is perhaps a more in-depth way, and it's perhaps more relevant if you are building a a larger brand, a mythology, if you will, around your product or your service. Because what we're talking about today is stories within stories. And if you've read or seen Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, you'll know that partway through the book, the characters break off from the action, so to speak, to tell a story about the three brothers and the Deathly Hallows. And essentially, this is a story about brothers being pursued by death. So... I guess the biggest, the most obvious example of stories within stories is the Bible, of course. You have Jesus teaching through parables, through stories. And what you end up with as a, as a reader is the kind of the, the resonance of the parable magnified by the resonance of the speaker and the, and the, you know, the, more, the real world in quotes, in the Bible. and but, but there's similar things. If you, I don't know, if you watched Lost, for example, you know, you'd find the, uh, the action unfolding on the island and then every so often you get that little buzzy sound and the character would zoom back in time or possibly forward in time to, <laughs> to, um, to tell part of their backstory, which sort of informs what's happening. And when you go back to the island, you, you're looking at them through a slightly different lens. Right. So this is this can be really powerful sort of stuff. And I guess leaving this leaving the Bible aside, when I first the first time I really was exposed to this was doing A level English literature when I was about sixteen or seventeen. We had to study Chaucer, the Canterbury Tales, and in particular for us, it was the Pardoner's Tale. Now if you're not familiar with the Canterbury Tales, we're talking, what are we talking about? I think Chaucer died in 1400. So so I think the Canterbury Tales, which were unfinished when he died, were written in the sort of 15 or 16 years before that. And this is Middle English, proper Middle English, you know, the kind of English spoken since the, you know, the Normans arrived in 1066. So, you know, if you've read or been to a Shakespeare play, you'll know that sometimes you can get a bit lost in the language. <laughs> quite often um Chaucer is 200 years before that so a lot of the words for me at least needed to be explained the, the meaning needed to be explained because a lot of the words didn't really exist don't really exist now outside of historical documents but it was kind of fascinating because the pardoner is oh well so let me just sorry back up Nick the Canterbury Tales is a series of stories told by pilgrims on the the road from London to Canterbury where they're going to visit I think the tomb of Thomas Thomas Beckett so they're going to visit this this hugely important Christian tomb in Canterbury and that's the overarching story and on the way they are telling each other stories to help pass the time so you've got the wife of Bath you've got the knight's tale I think there's a woodsman there's, there's 15 or 16 of them I think um but Chaucer was writing quite complicated literature, really. He was writing, I don't know why I sound surprised. I mean, you know, it's, it's been around for a long time. But, but there were layers and layers within this story. So I think the, the pardoner's tale is preceded by a pretty grisly one by a knight. So the guy who's in charge of this pilgrimage 
hands it over to the partner and says, tell us something that's going to cheer us up. <laughs> and the partner doesn't really do that because there is a central irony to this character. There is a layer through which we see him, which is that although he has the special dispensation by the Pope to to distribute pardons to people who've sinned and to spread the word of God and forgiveness and what have you. And although he is extremely effective at that, he is not a good man. And of course, this is part of Chaucer's social commentary of all of the pilgrims. And I, I'll be honest, I haven't read all of the tales, but I believe this to be true. The pardoner is the greediest, the... Um, the most sexually adventurous of the whole lot of them. And he starts his tale by telling them, telling the other travellers, that he is a bad man. But the irony, of course, is that he is extremely effective at what he does. And the tale that he tells is a tale about three men who are in a pub getting drunk. And, <laughs> you know, we're talking... What well, we're talking... Uh, six over 600 years ago over 600 years ago and they've got three men in a pub getting drunk you know life doesn't change that much does it um and that gives the partner the chance to rail against greed licentiousness avarice which is like greed <laughs> gluttony you know all the things that he suffers from really um and the tale is about these three guys who they find out that one of their friends has been killed and he's been killed by someone called death and in their drunken sort of um, rage really they vow to go and find this death and kill him and they leave the pub and they run into an old an old man and there's a lovely little aside and I'm going to I'm going to have an aside here because I really like it from what I remember is that they ask the old man <laughs> why are you so old and he says, I've journeyed from far and wide. I, I don't want to be alive. I've journeyed far and wide, but I can find no one who will swap their youth for my age. And thus I continue, even though I'm banging on the ground, you know, waiting for sort of death. Um, but it turns out that the guy has seen death and he says, oh, yeah, he's over. He's over in that copse of trees over the hill or down the valley or whatever. And uh, if you find the great oak, you can find him at the base of the great oak. <laughs> so off our drunken fools go and what they find at the base of the oak is not death but is a great cache of gold or silver or coins or something like that and they decide of course they they agree to share it and they decide that they will wait overnight to so they can move it more safely in the light okay um and one of them they draw straws and the youngest has to go off and get some food and some wine and what have you. Uh, and of course, the other two, while he's gone, plot to kill him when he comes back uh, so that they can share the treasure amongst themselves. And likewise, at the same time, the youngest poisons the wine and the food so that he can have the treasure all to himself. And <laughs> of course, they all end up dead. And it turns out, I mean, you know, like Shakespeare, Chaucer wasn't afraid of uh, taking tales from other people. It turns out there's a very similar tale, very similar kind of morality tale in traditions all around the world. I mean, Chis Chisera, excuse me, 
Scheherazade, I think, in A Thousand and One Nights, The Arabian Tales. I haven't read it, but I believe there's a very similar story. Now, I, I've no idea whether um, these, they, the guys came up with these independently or not, but, um, but it's fascinating that The Tales of the Arabian Nights is another set of stories within stories. And if you look at... You know, I mean, I talked about um, comic books recently. If you look at something like Sandman comics, the massively successful Sandman comics by Neil Gaiman, you know, they are really about stories within stories and layers within layers. And I think this kind of thing begins to work really well when you start to tell stories around your brand. So you'll have your core story, you'll have your you know, maybe your origin story or your product story or whatever it is. But when we start to layer other stories around those, these things magnify each other. It's like callbacks. It's like, you know, I've talked about before with stand-up comedy. The joke that you've heard a few minutes before when it's told the second time compounds it. It uh, compounds the comedy, compounds the laughter. So anyway, that was my excuse to talk about The Pardoner's Tale, which I honestly haven't thought about for... I don't know, probably 25 years, and uh, is a tough read unless you've got people who know what they're talking about to teach you, which thankfully I did. Anyway, thanks for listening, and remember, your story, or in this case, stories, mean business. Hey, this is Nick. Thanks again for listening. To dig deeper, search for story.business.